Welcome to The Mother-Daughter Journey, a podcast for women working through the tenuous transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kelly. We know firsthand that the mother-daughter relationship is one of the most fabulous, yet frustrating, relationships you are ever going to have. Even so, we're best friends, business partners, and of course, mother and daughter. So join us as we share our ongoing journey and the lessons we've learned along the way. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the mother-daughter journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I know that we've been missing a little bit, um, but if you heard our announcement, it was for good reason. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) We have a little baby in the house. No baby girl. So today's episode, we are going to reflect a little bit on that and a little bit on the rest of the month because May has been pretty full. I mean, yeah, May's a big month, right? We have Mother's Day, which mother-daughter journey, and it's Mental Health Awareness Month, Mm -hmm. and we became grandma and auntie, so it's been a full month. It's been crazy. So we're just really going to reflect and and talk about those things today. It's going to be kind of just a relaxed conversation Yes. And, you know, because there was definitely maneuvering. There's always maneuvering through big change. So, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start, K-Dog, with mental health awareness. Okay. I know you and I this month had been going back and forth with each other about how we want to present ourselves during this month. Right. We talked about it a few times. Oh, we should make this post or we should say this thing. And it just didn't feel natural to us. It felt like we were forcing it and not because obviously it's not because of the content, but it's because Because, mental health awareness is our lives. Right. We talk about it on almost every episode in almost everything that we do. It's part of our you know, our keynote talks, it's part of our private coaching, it's part of all of that stuff. Exactly. I mean, we will talk about mental health awareness, mostly by talking about a nonprofit organization that is near and dear to us that does a lot, a lot of work in this arena. Yes. And that Um, is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Yes. And their theme this month has been to talk away the dark, which I just love. I love it. Yes, we both do. And it's something that we have dedicated ourselves to, is talking away the dark. Although we didn't come up with the great catchy slogan, but we will use it. I know, right? (laughs) No, we did not come up with that great catchy slogan. That is all American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. That's all them. (laughs) Yes. So... Talk away the dark. What does that even mean, K-Dog? When we say that, we're talking about so many things, right? Getting rid of the stigma. We're talking about putting our shadows out there. Right. Not hiding them. Not being ashamed of them. Yeah, because they're not shameful. Right. But yes, I mean, and also talking away the dark is... In this instance, is talking away what's going on inside of your mind, getting it out there to talk about instead of keeping it inside and just dealing with it. Like you said, because of the stigma and all of the other reasons that we tell ourselves, but 
talk away the dark is really just just talk about it. That was a much more straightforward way than my poetic and talk about the shadows. Well, you know, we all know that you're a little shadowy. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, yeah, so talking about it is the first step to awareness, suicide prevention, all of it. All of it. Healing, just, you know, moving forward, learning your triggers, just talking it all out because, you know, when you're ruminating it, ruminating with it, in your own mind, I mean, sometimes your mind isn't telling you the truth, right? Sometimes, sometimes it's just not. Maybe most times. So it's good to just talk about it and, and get it out there. And there's always somebody there to listen. And ASP has really so many programs and mm-hmm. education to learn how to talk about this. They are there to listen. They are there to listen and to teach us how to... Talk about it, how to talk it away. Exactly. So that's just kind of, you know, what we do all month, every month is you and I, K-Dog, right? We talk about it. Right. So an American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is working around the clock as well. They're not just active in May. Right. So let's talk about some of the other things that they do and why we love them so much, why they're so near and dear to us. I mentioned they're a nonprofit organization, right? And they have chapters all over the country, different state chapters, as well as, you know, the overarching organization. Correct. And all these different chapters, as well as the whole, the organization on a whole, is constantly trying to raise money and awareness for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. This money that they raise will go towards funding scientific research It goes towards educating the public about mental health and suicide prevention. It goes towards advocating for public policies and mental health and suicide prevention, which is a huge one. Yes, absolutely. Right, And then it also goes towards supporting survivors of of loss and those who have been affected by suicide. It's not just that they're helping fund the research and they're helping fund the policies and the education. They're creating a community. Of change. Of change. Absolutely. And and we love that. We love it. And they've touched our lives personally personally because it was an avenue that I used when we were going through the worst of it. We participated, well, I participated with my best friend in, I don't know, four or five out of the darkness walks. Mm -hmm. We held fundraisers and... You volunteered at one of the walks. Oh, so we didn't really talk about what that is, though. No, I guess (laughs) we didn't. We're jumping the gun. Sorry, guys. So the Out of the Darkness Walk is one of the biggest fundraisers that the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention does every year. There's two of them every year, actually. One on the East Coast and one more towards the West. And I'm going to let K-Dog talk about her experience in the walk and I, I think yeah that's that's really gonna for you folks I don't know what I'm trying to say just listen to K-Dog <laughs> just listen oh goodness if she had only adopted that theory early on in life we'd all be oh m- please <laughs> anyway the out of the darkness walk and all the local chapters do walks as well 
each state chapter, they have, you know, kind of college campus walks and they do their own out of darkness walks. But these two are on a national level and they happen twice a year. And basically they ha- they happen throughout the night. The just the symbolism of it is, you know, you're walking in the darkness and you walk out of the darkness. Nothing is permanent. Mm-hmm. Things change. And so there's a symbolism of that. And it's a walk that's 16 to 18 miles. Yes. <laughs> that's no joke. And there's thousands of us. We're probably two to oh three thousand strong. And Easily. we kind of take over areas of the city and we just we walk. And there's a thousand dollar kind of minimum that you have to agree to that you're going to raise. And I think last time we raised over 5,000, if I remember correctly. But it's just the whole, the opening ceremony and the stories and the people that are there, they're touched by suicide in some shape or form, touched by mental illness in some shape or form. And we're all just together, you know, there together understanding and a community of people that just know. They just get it. They just get it. Yeah. And they're doing something. the first time I, in all of this, that you and I both felt like we weren't completely alone. Agreed. Was that that opening ceremony for the first walk that you took part in? Yes. And and that's huge. Like that is just huge. (laughs) Huge. When you're going through something like that. You know, it's funny. Not funny. Ha ha. But. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I have a friend who has a daughter that is going through similar things and she's in high school and she said to me one time you know when you and Abigail were going through this we were sympathetic like everybody was so sympathetic and they felt for you she goes but we had no idea you just we had no idea until you actually live it you just have no idea and so you can only imagine in your own mind like oh yeah that's too bad oh that's oh I feel so bad but until it actually happens the depth of it you can't you just can't comprehend. And so to have AFSP, to know that there is a place where, you know, they can comprehend. I can yeah. go and I can just be, and I don't have to pretend anything. I can just be with what's happening in my life, mind, heart, and feel a warm hug. Yeah. So warm that's hug. my description of the Out of the Darkness walk. <laughs> And the money that's raised is incredible. And the support as you're walking through the city is incredible. And it's just, yeah, it's a great community. And what they're doing is phenomenal. And this is just our quick little take on them, our little reflection on our experience with them. But AFSP has so many resources and outlets. And I will absolutely be putting their website in the show notes. And I strongly encourage anybody who... Wants to learn more. Yeah, wants to learn more to to look through it because it's amazing the ways that they help and the ways that you can be part of that too. Yes, if if that's something that you feel called to do, they're a great organization to support. And not just that, but if you yourself or somebody you know is struggling, they have an amazing support line as well. That's front and center on their page once you log on. So, I mean, it's... It's basically, you just call 988. It's like 911, but for suicide prevention and mental health. Yes, it's not their support line. It's the, it is like the 911 of mental health. But they are... But they are helping set up they are support huge, centers yes. and things of that nature across the country to... They've um, been a huge piece of creating yes. that. Yes. 
So with that being said, that's our little rah, rah, celebrate AFSP. Well, I mean, and that is just our take on Mental Health Awareness Month, I guess. For us, mental health awareness is a thing that we will continue to talk about. All day, every day. And so we might have actually been quieter in May than we usually are because we were just sitting back commenting and letting other people (laughs) the the rest of the things that were happening on like LinkedIn and Facebook and and all of that and kind of really just showing up, I guess, socially encouraging the conversation that was happening rather than creating it ourselves because we'll be doing that (laughs) in June, July, August, September, et cetera. And so on and so forth. There you go. Okay, next. Next. Mother's Day? Mother's Day? Yeah, let's talk about Mother's Day, babe. All right, let's do it. This was a wonderful Mother's Day. It was so low-key. It really was. It was. It was It was just you, me, and my sister, and then our, our guys as our well. Our significant others, yes. And our puppies. And our puppies. <laughs> All the boys. <laughs> but what was symbolic about it was that Emily was pregnant right she was very very pregnant very close to i'm not gonna say becoming a mom because when you're she was already a mom she was already a mom this was her first mother's day as a mom yes and so there was that adjustment Mm -hmm. it was nice i got to spoil her (laughs) it was nice it was nice but i can remember mother's days in the past when i had become a mother And just waking up sometimes on Mother's Day being like, this is just what I want to, like, I just want to be home. I just, I want to chill out. I want to, you know. Spend quality time with your girls. Spend quality time with my girls. Mm -hmm. But there was always an event, right? There was always a Mother's Day, like, we need the cookout. We're going to have the lobsters. We're going to do the thing, which was fabulous. And I loved it. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a great time, Mm -hmm. but it. It was a full day affair. It wasn't how you would have spent your Mother's Day if you felt like you had the choice. I mean, yes, that's that's oversimplifying it because I did have a choice. I just didn't have a voice. Okay, right. If you felt like you had a voice, right? And so, but that's you know, well, my well, no. work so to it's do the same, as well. So it's the same thing. If you didn't feel like you had a voice, then you didn't feel like you had a choice, right? You yes. Looking back, you're like, obviously, I had a choice. We always do. But but at the time, that's not where I was. It's not evident. It's not how I, my relationship yeah. was with my mom. My relationship was good. I love my mother. But I always felt the pressure to make it what she wanted it to be. Right. Which left you kind of hanging in the wind. Well, I just didn't really have the time or the opportunity in that scenario to think about how I would like Mother's Day right and so and that's not like a let's you know like a pity party let's talk about talk about that and yada yada but it just going into this Mother's Day with my daughter having it be her Mother's Day I was very cognizant Mm -hmm. of it's a great word thank you of not having any expectations other than I just wanted to be with her doing whatever it is she wanted to do. Right. Right. And that she didn't need to make my Mother's Day anything other than a day together. A day together. Or even if it wasn't that particular day, right? If it needed to be the following week, if she like wanted to 
maybe go away for the weekend, the two of them, because it was, right. that's what she, you know, like whatever she wanted to do. So what what it comes down to basically is you didn't want her to feel like there were any expectations on how to spend her mother's, mother's day. day. Yes, yes, exactly. Right. And so that was... Which is part part of our reflection, what we're saying this, is because that wasn't something that you had always experienced yourself. Right, and I'm not saying that there's any, like, right way to do Mother's Day. I'm no. just saying that that is how I approached it. I was, like, it was different for me. It was... Because in the past, I'm not going to lie, Mother's Day would have been about me. Mm-hmm. Right? In the, in the recent past... Oh, yeah. When you guys were adults. Does that make sense? It does to me. Okay. Well, then, that's what, I, <laughs> that's what I'm reflecting on as far as Mother's Day is the just letting it unfold, I guess, with no expectations mm. was kind of amazing. And from my end of things, I mean, I'm not a mother. Well, unless you count being an animal mom, which I mean, I do a, personally, but... You're a cat mom and a dragon mom, so... yeah. I mean, does it count to the same level? <laughs> eh, I don't really know, but <laughs> we'll go with it. Yeah, shh, just let just let me have this for a minute. <laughs> no, just, but for me, even though I, it's it was interesting this Mother's Day because, like I said, I'm not a mom, so the day never has been about me, right? It's always been about you or grandma or auntie or. The women in my life who are mothers. Yes. Right? And now my sister. Yes. Absolutely. And even for me, there's always been this level of expectation. Yeah. Things, silly things that I would say, like, all I want for Mother's Day is for you two to get along. Well, okay. Like, <laughs> Yeah, especially when we were seven and five. I mean, they're like, children. They're, they were acting as age-appropriate behavior but I turned it into something that was like you can't even do this for me right that's what yes so Emily and I would get into an argument as siblings do when we were young I mean and and so different and still do now sometimes they're just more conversations and less rah 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 yep (laughs) true and so there was that level of of guilt too of like wow I can't I can't even be good on Mother's Day. It's just one day. I can't even do it. Right. And that was a pattern that I was perpetuating. Mm-hmm. For sure. And this Mother's Day was the first time that we just all got to be. All of us. We got to be and exist and be together. And it was a great day. It was a great day. Yeah. Agreed. And I guess that's part of our mother-daughter journey and the shift that Mm. you know we're trying to make when we talk about like generational trauma and generational changes and generational differences and the pressure to make mother's day this thing when really it's just about the relationship it's just about the relationship it's about acknowledging it and appreciating it and spending time together i mean and that's our opinion and that's our opinion but we've come to this opinion with Right, Mother's Day, reflecting on Mother's Day actually yes. made us realize that we feel the same way about pretty much all holidays. We're getting there. We're getting there. That's a, that's something that's evolving on our journey. When it comes to the expectations of what should happen on a holiday. Right. Right? Like, 
there should be turkey on Thanksgiving and there should be Christmas cookies in Christmas and there should be Easter baskets on Easter. And like all of these things are great and wonderful and fun if you are called to do them, if you're motivated to do them, if they speak to you and if they bring you joy. But if they don't, well, now we're just shooting ourselves. Yes. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes to that. But we're at a different phase of life as well. Right. And you're going to see that change again with the little one. Right. There's a different phase of life. But you're called to do it when you have the little ones in the house because you want them. You want to create that for them. Right. It's about, well, for those things, those specific things I mentioned, right? Yes. Those are more about just creating the joy for the little ones and the wonder. Right. And experiencing that through them. And less about, well, if you you don't have an Easter basket for your kid on Easter Sunday, then what are you doing? Well, if you didn't make Christmas cookies... Well, yes, right? yes. There's there's a, a level, there's a line. And I feel like a lot of my life, I should say my life, not ours, a lot of my life, those expectations were very, they defined how well you did. Right? Yes. That's, as a mother, as a parent. Yes, as, yes. That is a thing. And there's always going to be a level of that because... Kids compare, kids talk, right? There's always going to be a level of that. That is true. So that there's, is true. There's, there's a level of that that you can't escape as a parent. And you just have to be okay with doing what's in your heart. That's, that's the self-work that comes with being a mother that a lot of us kind of try to skip over. Or we don't try to skip over it. We're just busy. <laughs> like yeah. We're just busy, right? So well, and you're not really given the permission to... That's what we're right? here learning how to do, right? So, but that's just, I mean, a little bit of what we reflected on when we were talking about this Mother's Day. It kind of filtered over into all of the holidays because that's what happens. We get on tangents. So, and, and we <laughs> well, did this was, time too. I mean, this was part of our reflection when, it we, was, were, when yes. we were talking about it. It was, it wasn't just that this was a, a wonderful, relaxing Mother's Day with no expectations. It was a wonderful, relaxing holiday with no expectations that we get to spend together and we genuinely enjoyed each other's company. Yes, we did. It was it was fantastic. My sister and I didn't fight once, guys. I can't even tell you the last Mother's Day that that's happened. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so. you know, she was nine months pregnant. You had to be nice. No, I chose to be nice. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay, so so anyway, anyway, now we're reflecting on little baby McKenna. Yay, little baby McKenna, my favorite part of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I was sitting at the hospital yesterday and just looking at my little girl who just had a little girl. And I was trying to assess the changes, right? The whole grandmother versus mother thing, which I obviously don't have a grasp on yet because it's been like four days. Oh, gosh. No, it's so weird. I, I keep like thinking I have to keep reminding myself. My sister, Emily, Emily is a mom. Yeah. Emily is a mom. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> but and it's, I don't mean wild and like, a, oh my God, she's a mom. I mean, how do I put it? It's just, it's a shift. It's a mindset shift. She's absolutely. always just been my sister, my older sister, and now she's a mom. <laughs> like, it's so cool. Yeah, definitely is. But also, 
as the mother that's kind of like watching this whole thing unfold, it's very interesting to see like the looks of understanding <laughs> that happen that are happening right now, right? Like she's gone through labor. She knows what it's like to have her heart sitting, you know, across the room instead of in her chest. And it's mm-hmm. just interesting to be observing. I mean, it's like amazing, blow your mind, amazing. But the things that run through your mind, or at least my mind, because it's a silly place, <laughs> is just that. Like the being able to look at your daughter and know that she's understanding a mother's love and that she's feeling all those same things that you felt. It's just super special. But also you want your, you know, we talk about this a lot. You know, you want your kids to be happy. You just want your children to be happy and safe and all of that. And now I'm looking at this extension of my daughter who I'm like, okay, so now I need her to be happy. I don't need, but I want her to be happy. I want her to be safe. I know what it will feel like when she gets that first cold. I know what it's going to feel like when she gets her first broken heart. I know what it's going to feel like for Emily, like what those things are going to feel like. And I have to resist the urge to control. Try Well, not control, but to try to just do anything about it. That was something, right, that Mm. codependent nature that you and I talked about that I had with the two of you. Like I can, I can feel it pulling on my, pulling on my chest a little bit right and I'm gonna have to walk that line of like there's still work to be done mm-hmm. for me I'm gonna have to be very like I don't know it's just gonna unfold and it'll happen and I'm gonna keep doing the work but it's something that I've already recognized in myself just in the three days four days since McKenna's been born where I'm like oh gosh I wish I could make this easier for her. I wish I could right. make her not like feel guilty or feel any of the things that she's going to feel with motherhood. How can I make her believe, you know, all those things? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You can't. She's going to feel those things. That's part of the, so, so I've been told that's part of the motherhood experience. Yes. And so it's, it's just interesting that I can, I'm thrilled that I'm recognizing the Mm -hmm. fact that it's there and yeah, I guess it's things that I didn't expect. I was just expecting all of the like, oh, I'm a grandma. I get all the fun parts. And, you know, I get to go home at night. And it's I don't like you like, don't even know yourself. I know. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I think you could just <laughs> detach like that. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the reflection I've had on becoming a grandmother. Other than it was totally consuming my life for two weeks so far. So far. Probably even longer. Well, you know, here we are recording, so we're starting to get back to business, but yes. But here we are recording in my sister's basement holding down the fort while they're still at the hospital. (laughs) Waiting for her to come home today. (laughs) So, you know, little shifts, little changes. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think that's really, we wanted to reflect. It was just a reflection of the month and I guess kind of what to expect, right? We're getting ready. We only have... We've been saying this for a while, but we only have a couple episodes left to um, season one. <laughs> I think we said that like 10 episodes ago. <laughs> Talk about your tangents. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, we, uh, we, we know we need to, we want to still talk about forgiveness and a few other little reflections. I'd say we probably have one or two 
after this one episode's left in us to season one, then we'll be taking a little break and mm-hmm. enjoying some McKenna time, enjoying some McKenna time and some summertime and collecting our guests and experts and panels for season two. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for season two. It's going to be a whole different ball game. Yes, it is mm-hmm. going to be stepping it up. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like I said, pumped. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. And, you know. Being patient with us while we had some grandma, auntie, McKenna time. All right. right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us on our journey today. If you liked what you heard and are looking for more, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on social media. See you next time.